Hello and welcome to another episode of the Road Coach Podcast, the show where I share with you what I've learned from years of living on the road through research and experimentation so that if you are like me and you live away from home, you can not only survive but thrive even when you are out of your element. If you're listening to this today on your favorite podcasting app, please rate us, uh, share us with your friends, leave a review if you can. Uh, and as always, if you get a chance, watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at the road coach podcast so that you can see what I'm sharing on my screen as we go along. So today I wanted to do a bit of a different episode rather than talking about, um, you know, personal habits and, you know, supplements and nutrition and things like that for optimization. I wanted to talk a little bit about family and how you can support your family when you're on long work trips. If you're anything like me, um, you're doing a job that's very demanding and you're doing it to support your family back at home. And so uh, with that comes obviously a lot of challenges with your family wanting you around um, and wishing you weren't away, um, but also trying to help them understand that you're doing this all for them. So that's what today's episode is about. So going back to when I first started traveling uh, extensively, it was back uh, I would say just after the first lockdown in COVID and uh, probably July or August of 2020 when my travel schedule really started to ramp up um, and we weren't really sure, my wife and I, how much travel um, would be involved in my job other than we knew it was going to be a lot more than we've, we'd ever experienced in the past and we were both prepared for it um, but I don't think we, I think we underestimated how much of a toll it would take on the family. So, you know, what started out as, you know, a few days in Ottawa and a few days in Vancouver, and then a few days on the East Coast, um, quickly turned into every single week, I was going somewhere and spending multiple nights away from home. Uh, and if you've listen, listened to earlier episodes of the podcast, you would know that uh, last year, just with one hotel chain, I had 125 nights. And that doesn't include Airbnbs, that doesn't include uh, other hotel chains. Uh, and I'll do another episode on, on sort of rewards programs and how to get the most out of your travel at some point um, and talk about what hotel chain I use and why and, and what I like about the rewards programs. But uh, that 2020 is when we first started to experience it and it's just gotten more and more extensive as time's gone on, which is a really good thing for, you know, a business from a business perspective and for our financial situation, but it's, it's certainly created a strain on our family in multiple different ways. And in the beginning, um, we didn't communicate well about travel because we didn't think it was a permanent long-term thing. I'll say it was more of a novel, you know, this is new to the family, we'll get used to it over time. Um, and so I underestimated the amount of communication that was required to keep supporting the family while I was gone. And if you're in the same boat as me and you travel a lot, you've probably experienced a lot of the same strains and, and growing pains of, you know, supporting your family while you're also constantly on the road. And so over time, we've had to develop sort of a system that works for us so that the family feels like they're still the number one priority, even though I'm not always here. So I wanted to go through some of the things that we try to do and some things that I think you can do 
uh, on your side as well to help make sure that the family understands that they're number one and you're doing this for them. So the first point that I like to bring up is reassuring them that they're the reason you're traveling so much. As I mentioned, when you're away a lot and you're focused so much on your career, sometimes it can feel like to your family back home that that's the most important thing to you because it seems to be what you're spending all of your time doing. So I cannot stress enough that the only way to make a, a career with a lot of travel work and still support your family is to constantly reassure them that not only is this for them, but they are still your number one priority, even if you can't always be there. Second on that list, I would say communicate early and often. I used to, you know, when things started getting tense at home because the family wasn't happy with the amount I was traveling, I would tend to avoid telling them about upcoming trips until it was, you know, the 11th hour and say, this is where I'm going and how long I'm going to be. And they would feel blindsided by a lot of things. So I've had to learn and it's, it's come through a lot of, you know, a lot of conversations with my wife and my daughter um, to understand that as soon as I know something might be a possibility down the line, it's best to communicate early and often about what the plans are, why they are that way, where I'm potentially going to be and what business that's going to lead to and, and why I need to make those trips. Because even if they're not happy about a lengthy trip, that's say, you know, four nights or two weeks or something like that, that dad's not going to be home, giving them time to digest the fact that a trip is upcoming has, has proven monumental in being able to sustain this lifestyle and also have a family at home. Um, that, that is, that is thriving, not just getting by while you're away. So I've learned that communicating early and often about potential upcoming trips is a really key thing to do to make sure that your family's on board with where you're going and what you're doing and understanding exactly when you're going to be away and when you're going to be back. So I talk, we talk about when, when I'm leaving, um, where I'm going to be the schedule while I'm there and my return time. And then it's, it's also enabled simpler things like, you know, spending, a bit of family time with a ride to the airport rather than taking a taxi or driving myself um, and them understanding when they can talk to me, etc. while I'm away. So I can't stress enough communicating early and often about every detail of your trip makes them feel like even though they're not there, they're a part of it and you're making them a priority even while you're away. Next thing about communicating is different time zones. So if you're someone that travels across multiple time zones and in Canada we've got four and a half time zones so I could be <clears throat> I could be anywhere from an hour and a half ahead of them back at home versus three hours behind them back at home um, and the west coast for us tends to be the biggest challenge because if I'm you know let's say it's right now it's summer of course but during school for example if they if the last time that they can talk to me in the morning is eight o'clock or eight thirty uh, before they go to school, that for me is five in the morning. And so it's, you really have to plan for when there can be conversations. Otherwise you'll just miss each other. And then it can turn into missing each other for a day or two or whatever. Right. And then conversely on the other end of the day, when I am done work at say four or 5 PM, it's already after dinner from them and for them and they're winding down for dinner. So if you're someone that travels across time zones, 
um, making sure you understand how that's going to impact your communication while you're gone is really, really key. Um, and because of that, putting talk time in your calendar is a really, really good idea. So on work trips now, I've started to place placeholders of this is going to be 8 a.m. for them. And I set aside half an hour for a conversation so that I don't feel rushed and I'm trying to get them off the phone and make them feel like I'm not their number one priority. Or conversely, they feel rushed because they're in the middle of getting ready for the day or getting ready for bed and they don't have time to talk to dad, right? And the same thing goes like, especially when I'm on the West Coast, this is, uh, this is proven invaluable to throw something in there at 1 p.m. that I know my alarm goes off no matter where I am. And it's like, okay, now it's home from school time. Take 15 minutes to talk to them, even in the middle of your day, so that they understand that this is focused time with dad, even though he can't be there. So if you've never done it before, I highly suggest putting time in your calendar as a meeting that is scheduled for you to talk to the family, even if your family doesn't even know that you've put it in there and you're not inviting them to a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting or a FaceTime or something, putting it in your own calendar so that it reminds you of the key times back at home so that you set time aside to talk to them, I find really, really helpful. Um, next up, if you can help them have fun while you're away, I find that really, really beneficial as well. So if you can plan certain events for them on certain nights or on weekends, um, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It could be something as simple as, you know, I got you guys movie tickets for this time while I'm away, or, um, you know, I, uh, I set up a play date for the girls in the neighborhood or whatever, so that they kind of feel like you're still doing things for them, even though you're not present can be really, really helpful as well. Um, also making them understand that work trips are not a vacation for you. In the beginning, it was really, really tough for us because it felt like because I was on a different schedule and I was working such long hours and, and even at the end of the day, sometimes you have to go out with colleagues, you have to go out with customers. And then, you know, what, what started as, or, or what seems like at home, an, an eight hour workday um, turns into for them a 12 or 14 hour workday. So they think that it's just a big fun party for you. You get to be alone in a hotel room and you never seem to be able to talk. Um, it's really easy for that mentality to slip into your spouse's mind and your children's mind. Um, so it's important to let them know what your schedule is for actual work events, so they understand that it's, you're, you're not there to get away. You're not there to get a vacation. You're there to support the family, um, financially, and this is what it takes. So if they understand exactly what your blocks of time, um, where you're working, what's required of you it really, really helps ease the pain back home of not having you around. Um, when you get back, scheduling date nights is really, really important. So, you know, hey girls, I'm gone for uh, three nights this week, but I'm back on Friday afternoon or I'm back on Saturday morning. Let's plan something for Saturday afternoon that we're doing as a family and it's pre-scheduled and it gives them something to look forward to. The key here that my wife and I started doing is though, not just making a family date, but also making a spousal date that's just you and them without the kids. My wife and I started doing this about a year ago, let's say, where we've got specific mom and dad dates in the calendar so that even when I'm away, it's something to look forward to and it's something that's time away from the children. Uh, so if you have the opportunity when you're planning your trip, plan your time with your family when you get back home before you even leave. I highly, highly recommend it. And then lastly, if you've got a uh, if you've got a position where you travel as much as I do, 
um, which I assume if you're listening to this, you do, bring them with you when you can. Um, you know, there's a lot of these positions afford us certain benefits in that we have a lot of airline points. We have a lot of hotel points. Um, even if we don't have hotel points, the, you know, our, our employer is usually paying for the hotel room. Well, it doesn't cost any more to have a couple extra people in that room with you. Make them part of the trip. Um, and we just did this last week, actually going to Kelowna, BC. I booked their flight uh, on points and they stayed in the hotel with me. Neither of them had ever been to Kelowna before. So it was a great opportunity for them to get out and have a little mini vacation that still felt like a family trip, even though I was working during the day. But I was still coming home to them at night, even though we were in a hotel room. And they got to plan all these fun activities that they had never done before on the West Coast with the mountains and the lake. And um, and it just, it made it seem like less of, less of, less of dad being away and more of a little mini vacation that they could be part of. Something else that if you haven't thought of doing before, ask your employer, if you're constantly on the road, if they would consider paying for your family to come on one of these trips with you every once in a while, because you'd be surprised at how accommodating employers can be if you provide value and they know how much of a toll travel takes on people. You'd be surprised at how much they'd be willing to do periodically to make sure that you're in a good place at home to be able to support the company when you're away. So, you know, maybe it's something like once a quarter, they'll fund your family to come with you as an expense. Um, and I can't say that obviously for all companies, but if you don't ask, you'll never know. So think about that as well. Um, look at your next, you know, three months of travel, if you know it already, um, or maybe just look at your next three trips, however far away they are and think, how could I potentially bring my family with me on these trips? and make it seem like, you know, although dad has to work during the day, it's a little mini vacation for the family that they otherwise would be at home without you for. So I hope you found this helpful. These are uh, some of the things that we've had to learn the hard way in most, in most instances over the past three years uh, with all the travel that I do. Um, if you have any more tips that you have out there, I'd love to hear them. Feel free to comment on the YouTube video, youtube.com slash at the road coach podcast. Look me up on Instagram at RJ Crate. Send me a message there. Um, or uh, of course, like and rate us on any of your favorite podcasting apps. And you can send me an email on any of those as well. Um, I answer to everyone that sends me a message when I can. Uh, and I would love to hear also uh, your ideas for future episodes. So until next time, if you live on the road, I hope you're not only surviving, but thriving. Cheers.